<laughs> All right. So last episode, last episode, we were planning on doing this episode, but then that went in its Wait. own direction. So here we are. <laughs> Always getting sidetracked. Always. <laughs> Always. So this time, all right, we're going to do it. Places we like to travel to, I guess, is the topic. Yeah, places we've been, mm. places we've loved, and most likely will end up places we want to go. Yeah, when so we true. Can. When we can. Mm. Um, yeah, and so if you have not heard the first episode, um, we did a whole episode on where we've lived in India, um, places we were thinking of living or thought we'd live and then moved. Um, and, but this one is going to be much more travel focused. Um, visits, places to go to, um, maybe some food. <laughs> Let's see. Um, I guess we can start with, I mean, what we have on the outline as like the first place, which is Humpy. Humpy, our, our most recent trip together. I mean, oh, that's a, yeah. a fair while ago still, but Humpy. Humpy. That was, gosh, that was like six months ago now right january hell yeah true right it feels like a year ago it feels yeah. so long ago wow but we planned that trip for, well not planned it but like discussed going there for a fair while like that was on our list of places to visit right for a while yeah you know what's so funny is that i hadn't like people had said that like i had like my landlords being like oh humpy's a great place to go you know, a few years ago and stuff like that. But it wasn't until the New York Times, I hate to say it, but it wasn't until the New York <laughs> Times put out their list and they had Humpy on it as like, you know, one of the 52 places to see. And I was like, oh, all right. Hold up, send it to me. And I remember you did, you sent it to me. You're like, hang on. I know we've mentioned this, but now let's really <laughs> talk about it. <laughs> no, <laughs> I'm terrible. <laughs> no, it was the photos made it look so amazing though. That, you know, it was a really cool article and it was yeah. just as cool and incredible in real life as it, you know, was in the, in the New York Times. So Yeah, thank right. You. I mean, yeah, thank you, New York Times. <laughs> they were also super clear on how to get there. Um, and I feel like that's often the problem with like, the coolest places to see in India, I feel like people don't ever, like locally, you might not always get the best way to get there, right? right. Places are so like, well, you have to take a train here and then you switch, you know, into a cab and then you get to this place. Find and a bus. Yeah. yeah. And good luck. <laughs> it should take 12 hours. It might take two days. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, but yeah, um, how would you explain Humpy? Uh, well, I want to first start by pointing out our arrival in Humpy was so luxurious because I'd never been on a first class train before. And you're like, let's flirt or let's, you know, let's book, let's book it. And I was like, oh my God, like a little kid. So excited. It was so, I mean, okay, I want to say fancy no train travels really that fancy here but compared to like you know general class where I usually <laughs> plop myself down it was pretty nice <laughs> and we were so excited I was so excited about that there rolling was up that in really style. fancy poster that was yeah. on the wall remember that yeah. 
like Look covered in flowers. I have photos of that. We'll put that in the show notes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then, yeah, we pulled up into the station. I think we had to arrive in another town, though. I don't remember the name. Hospet, I think it was. Hospet, right, right, right. So we were... I don't know how to pronounce that. Yeah, I think it is Hospet. 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 So... Uh, I don't know. <laughs> so we were coming from Bangalore, right? Which is, um, I was already down in Bangalore. Of course, Sarah lives in Bangalore. And so we took a train from Bangalore to Hospet Hospet, H-O-S-P-E-E. Mm. Um, but I did, I, if I remember correctly, um, when we were looking at this, there is like a Hospet I really don't know how to pronounce it. Um, <laughs> airport, which is what the New York Times oh. had said that there was a new airport near Hampi where like if people do want to go, you can do that. We didn't take a flight because I think at that time it was like still coming out of like lockdown mm-hmm. a little bit. And yeah. so there weren't that many flights. That Yeah, that's what we said. There weren't that many flights to um, the new Hampi airport totally. at that time. So we took a train. And I think as well, the flights go into there from other places though, right? Not just Bangalore. Because mm-hmm. I, I think I remember feeling like it didn't make a lot of sense to fly in from Bangalore because by the time you traipse out to the airport here, you wait for your plane, you board, you get off, you're out. And the airport at Hospet, Hospet is kind of far. So then by the time you get into Humpy, it would have taken like maybe an hour or two less than just an overnight train. And it would have right. costed a bit more I think right I think yeah I think the one-way flight ticket was like 3,000 or 4,000 versus the first class train which was like 1,200 1,300 something like that and yeah it was great because we got on at night Mm. we ate we ate dinner before getting on we got on and then and then I kept you up all night because (laughs) I'd just been given new anklets from Ashank my partner and I was like jingling all night and you didn't think to tell me that can you please take them off and then the morning you were like wow you move a lot when you sleep and so do your anklets (laughs) I'm so sorry it took me so long that night to figure out where the jingling was coming from. Like the trains make a lot of noise in themselves. And I was like, this is, I've been on a number of trains. I've never heard this much like, like pure bell jingling. And then I was like, yeah. And I was like, oh my God, it's coming from Sarah's voice. <laughs> way back after that conversation on the way back and like while we were in Humpy as well because we were in the same room the first thing I did I got there I was like I'm gonna take these off for this trip and I like, put them in a bag I know I felt bad because they're like so beautiful and like <laughs> given to you as a gift oh no I, I like felt a... bad I was like mm. uh, <laughs> oh but you did kind of sound like a cat <laughs> yeah right it was still nice. I've only got one on at the moment. I need to find the other one. Anyway. <laughs> oh my gosh, so funny. Um, but yeah, yeah, Humpy itself though, what did you make of it? Yeah, I mean, incredible. I feel like there's just, it's just one of those places that's just not given enough attention. So mm. it is a UNESCO World Heritage Site. Thank God um, mm. it was given that designation, but it it deserves so much more recognition than it's gotten. Like it is incredible, magnificent. Like 
it you kind of feel like Indiana Jones, um, <laughs> right? <laughs> when you get there, um, and you see it all. But it's it's funny because you come off the train and you're like, okay, small town, small town, mm. India, right? Yeah, such a yeah different feeling once you get into the town of Humphrey. But also, I like kind of that it hasn't got all that recognition, like that you're saying, because I went to Humphrey ten years ago on that oh, first that's trip, right. and I was. I've always been really, to be fair though, we've kind of gone like the more, the first lockdown had ended a few months before. Things were probably a lot slower there than usual. So I imagine it was pretty quiet times to the, mm -hmm. you know, what the usual is there. But I was a little bit worried. I was like, oh, my image of Humpy, what it was 10 years ago and what it's going to be is going to be so, you know, when you go back to a place after so long and tourism's just overtaken it and it's no longer special yeah. you know like mm -hmm. it's not actually visited for what it is but because it's a tourist site like um i don't know i can't yeah i mean even like goa you know like you right. go and south goa is so much more probably what goa is like than the north but the north's just been kind of ruined by i mean it's still beautiful but it's not you know what it was yeah and i was worried that it'll be the same but it wasn't like they like you said like i guess because it's the heritage site they have taken really good care of it which is kind of rare to see here totally. especially yeah so what was it like 10 years ago versus what we saw did you say well Were there any again like when I came I mean yeah I've also just drunk a lot in my time so I don't have the best <laughs> memory I'll point that out but we were like little like rat bags who just rented scooters and traipsed in the outskirts like we weren't really in humpy town at all we were just going out and you know my friends wanted, wanted to go to some place where apparently there was meant to be crocodiles so we went to like I, we went to like some temple where there was like a little small small reservoir where there was meant to be crocodiles there and <clears throat> I'm sure this is still there but just not maybe the types of things I'd be looking for now because I wasn't with those um friends who were interested in that um and I think I told you this you know when we they were like looking for them and I was like oh there's a temple here I'll go and have a look inside of here and this man came up to me and I think I've since found out I think he was a sadhu how do you pronounce that? Yeah, right. Sadhu. Um, sadhu. Yeah. Um, you know, and he lived in this temple and he didn't speak a word of English. In fact, he barely said anything. He was kind of just like, I, I just remember it being like, back then I was so like not concerned about anything or like, oh, this could maybe be dangerous. I shouldn't do this. He was like basically beckoning me, like, come with me. I'm going to show you something. And off I traits to like following him into the temple and then as you you know know humpies like these massive boulders and like rocks yeah. even underground and I just followed him and then suddenly one of my friends that we were four of us one of my friends came in at the last second and saw me like going into some <laughs> caves inside the temple and he's like um what are you doing and I was like I don't know he's taking me somewhere let's go and Dylan's like I don't know if we should go like this is a bit weird and I was like I'm going are you coming or not and he's like well I'm not gonna leave you with this like and this I will be honest this man who was taking us was like only in like the like lungi like yeah. that's all he had on nothing more wait should we and explain I, what a sadhu is first yeah please can you <laughs> <laughs> I like I I, there's there's not like 
obviously in India, there's like one word for this. Um, I guess the closest English word would be like a monk, but a sadhu is also, but yeah, it's someone that's kind of given up like the normal, you know, systems of life and just like lives on his own. So like a monk can sometimes be in an abbey or, you know, like a mm. monastery, but like sadhus just like do their own thing and um very like religious people they're supposed to abstain yeah. from everything but that's kind of questionable sometimes well, um if they do that story <laughs> but basically like an off-the-grid religious guy i think is the right. best, best okay yeah yeah and yeah well we didn't know what we were stepping into but he like led us through this like corridor of rocks and boulders which apparently is all under Humpy, which is incredible. Like apparently we found out later as well that this kind of like corridor that he was leading us along. And we were like maybe three, four meters underground at this what? point. Like we were dropping down like gaps of like boulders, like the length of me. Like I had, he would get down, he would stand down and like grab my feet. And my friend was at the top, like holding my hands and like lifting me down. Like it was huge. So we were like, we gonna get out of here like at that point I was a bit like oh maybe we shouldn't be doing this like we didn't know what was going on were you ever anyway, scared through this I, I at that point when we went down like that drop like that yeah. I was like if I need to make a run for it I'm not gonna be able to get up that right. anyway but it was too late we were like okay well we've got to go now I think we were trying to say oh we might go back but he wasn't really understanding us or choosing not to I don't know so we kept going and we walked for like 15 20 minutes or climbed for like 15 20 minutes and finally we got to this like um yeah like this room kind of like it was dug out and it was about the size of I don't know it was like two meters by a meter and there were like a sort of small raised platform and then the lower one and he was like without many words explaining to us that that was his house that was where he lived and he like rolled out his mat and like showed this is where he sleeps and the only thing in there besides that mat was like a small box he like picked up this small box and he's like showing us and he's like this is mine and he opened it and he just pulls out all these joints and we were like oh what what and he's like here and he wanted us to sit there and smoke it with him and I I mean I don't really smoke weed or anything so I was like no I'm good and Dylan my, I think he was smoking it but we were also like we don't really know what's in that <laughs> you know yeah, we so totally. and I think we just sat there for like 10 minutes and then eventually the guy was like let's go and we like slowly just walked out that is like if I didn't know that you actually did this I like wouldn't believe this story it sounds it like so you know like India of like the 1960s with like Right. joint smoking like religious guys this is wild especially thinking and now <laughs> I know and now I'm like you know and I was we were just like oh cool he just wanted to show us that but like was he like maybe trying to get us to give money I don't know like maybe right. not maybe that was so far from it but we just came out and we're like thank you so much that was great bye and off we went you know? like, like, our friends came running over like where the hell have you been it's been like an hour we thought you guys had been like kidnapped or that oh we were just down inside the cave <laughs> but yeah those caves apparently they run all under humpy and we were like where we were i think we were like 10 kilometers outside of the humpy town okay. and we found out from people later on that they're just like running underneath like there's loads of those tunnels Ooh, and that's like they haven't right and they haven't been like dug out like these are just like 
natural like boulder formations I mean maybe some of it's been dug out but a lot of it I think it is just like caves and stuff I mean I should do some more research before I say something like that but <laughs> it didn't like look like it had been dug out like they were right. like, massive rocks wow I mean I know so <laughs> that's what I was <laughs> that's what I was doing in Humphrey 10 years ago so I can't really compare to what we saw like <laughs> He definitely had much more of like a nerdy responsibility for that. Oh my god, I loved it though. <laughs> All our tr- visits to so many cool ruins, cycling around. Yeah. Bicycles. Right. So the history of Humpy is that it was it was built in like the 1200s or 1300s mm-hmm. by a king, right? And it was, it's just like, it was like a full-fledged functioning city. So it had like markets, palaces, temples, everything. Um, but I forget why did it, it ended, right? Uh, it ended after like a few hundred years or something? Yeah, we did read that on one of the signboards somewhere. Yeah. Like, don't even... But it's in, it's crazy because like it's all still there. Like the marketplaces, you know, that you said and the palaces, like sure, they're ruins, but I still think it is very much what it would have been like then. Like it wouldn't have been like enclosed structures back then. It would have been kind of walls and um, yeah. roofs, you know, like and it is all still there. I thought one of the most incredible, like coolest places was that marketplace where just no one was. We yeah. just happened to stop there. I was, you know, because you could really feel like what it actually would have been like there. The other places it's so far away from anything I can grasp, like a palace or you know. Right. It was interesting how the whole city was kind of built up, kind of like based on this river. And then it was kind of you have the area where people still live in restaurants right on the river. And clearly what we saw, like people having fun in the river, like taking baths and washing their clothes and all those kind of things. But then it like had these kind of like layers of like, then a temple, then like another temple and then the market. And then like, as if it was like a very thought out planned city until like you get further inland to like where the palaces were. Mm. Right. Um, clearly a very religious like city lots and lots and lots of temples lots of stonework but Um, that was also the interesting thing is it was all I mean it was a Hindu city right right but then we came across that other area on the second or third day remember where the big the mosque had been and there was a huge area that was obviously um well Muslim population who'd been there that's it that's what it was it was like the sultans from like the middle of the country um came and fought them right and yeah and the city got overwhelmed or i guess destroyed i don't know if destroys it but i think the vijay nagara empire or whatever lost Mm -hmm. in those battles and then the city declined right um to a certain extent from what it was mm. and thus the mosques um i think yeah i think one of the best ways that we saw it was on bike yeah right 
Check for that big hill. <laughs> yeah. I think that's a really nice way to begin. Yeah. yeah. And going to what you were saying too, like, again, because it's not so um, seen or developed or I shouldn't say developed, that's the wrong word. Um, not so many people go there that yeah. we could just bike around everywhere. We hired right. bikes for like, how, how much was it? Like $5? No, like it was the day? That. Yeah, like for both of us. For right? both yeah. of us, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I was so easy. And... People so friendly. People. Really I mean, nice. we got a few looks. Like, yeah. what the hell are these two girls cycling around? Because there were no other tourists really there when we went, I think. So they were like, okay. Yeah, so true. Yeah, you had a lot of looks when we went down by the river. We had, we'd kind of gone walk down to the river because it was like a beautiful day and like mm. the people were going crazy over Sarah <laughs> yeah I suddenly became a tourist attraction there yeah the, sorry the about locals. that yeah I mean it happens a lot I'm not complaining I mean you know whatever but you're really nice to like the women and the girls and the families it's like it's like the the little like yeah I have no issue when yeah but that was again something that used to happen I mean it happens to anyone who's a foreigner I think and it's can't really complain about it rather that than you know anything more dramatic it doesn't matter but the only thing I don't like is when it's kind of men you know who come up and they want a photo and they're gonna you know like hold on to you and then be like yeah I you know go off with that photo and be like I things with her yeah oh like so you know you know like you totally. don't know where it's, yeah yeah they can and, just make up whatever story they want right yeah. whereas like if and i'll be like yeah i'm not going to take a photo with you remember those guys who like followed us down the stairs and i was like no <laughs> no right. thank you no and then i got down and then all the women or the girls who they were asking and i was like okay and those guys are like watching from afar like wow rude what <laughs> 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 we do to you yeah <laughs> I was just down there with like photo shooting with all the girls. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. Well, what other places? I think, I mean, anything else on Humpy? Um, just, yeah. I think short story, go to Humpy. It's really wonderful. Mm. Um, still not very touristic, but I guess, I guess what we did see were like Indian religious tourists, mm. which is like a whole other side of India travel that, yeah you know, for 10 million reasons, like, I mean, we don't partake in, right, um, in a lot of ways, but um, there's a lot of temples, and a lot of Indian people or Hindus do believe in, like, the power of those temples there, so you're going to see a lot of those kind of tourists. Totally, when yeah. I, like, when I told my mother-in-law that I'd yeah. been in Humpy, it was like, oh, wow, like, you know, like, that's a kind of pilgrimage, sort of, site for right. them so it was like wow like you know you went there and yeah good for you that's great you know like not like oh what a good daughter-in-law yeah <laughs> I brought her back a Nandi or no Ganesh sorry Ganesh. remember you helped me choose a little marble Ganesh right that was really nice remember how the jewelry so, yeah, store like, guy got yelled at us for like not buying his jewelry yeah that was fun remember the, remember the little lady that was outside the um there was this kind of, they're called like nomad gypsies out outside of the oh, public yeah. restroom near the big temple. Yeah, uh, I ran off to the toilet in like a rush and I come back out and Renita's like chatting to this really little Rajasthani, yeah, nomad kind of, she looked like, you know, Rajasthan, maybe Gujarat yeah. or something. Um, 
decked out woman like buying all this flashy jewelry and I was like oh leave Ron for two minutes no it was great she was the sweetest she was really cute and I'm not gonna lie like she had these bags that were like with mirrors and shells and I'm so I'm literally like packing them in my suitcase for the state yeah because I'm just like this is like the coolest little bag I've ever seen love it know, she was she was so nice and then we were like okay bye and then she was like hang on come back here and she gave us like matching what I like to think of as like friendship bracelets it was definitely a friendship bracelet right <laughs> definitely a friendship bracelet for sure um yeah so I guess that's our recommendation keep your eyes open in Humpy I reckon yeah lots lots to see rent bikes rent bikes but also um, get a driver like we had our yeah. little ritual guy what was his name oh my god he was so nice I can't believe I forgot his name he was so nice yeah and like such a like such a tough guy like he <laughs> when he came to get us because he picked us up at the station I was like, oh, this guy's going to be a little, like, a little thug. Like, you know, like, the little cool cat of the town. And he was. He clearly was. But he was so sweet. So he took care of us so much. Like, where we're right? going? What do we need? All of that. Let's put it but, in the show notes. Um, that place we stayed, that farmhouse. Yeah, um, that was, he, that was, he, he was their nephew, right? Or something? I don't think he was related to them oh my gosh that's right remember his dad used to work for the people that run yeah. the guest house and then the dad died or something and now yeah like, and they like kind of, of took him in I mean he wasn't living there but they were like yeah that was the other thing I really loved about Humpy was oh well maybe it was that place I guess I can't really say it for the whole you know town but th that was on that's a bit unusual to see like they really treated all of their help and their workers as their family like even yeah. the you remember the young girl who was working there as well she was right. not related you know right. and they were all like kind of children to them which is so nice because often you see people treating their staff really poorly so that was yeah. really that was really and the nice. dog what was the dog's name oh, God. remember he had a dog too yeah such a raggedy little thing yeah. <laughs> so cute <laughs> the sunrise remember how we watched the sunrise so like at the farmhouse you could climb up on the boulders um and they really suggested watching like the sunrise over humpy i was so grumpy because it was so early in the morning and then yeah, because they told us to get there like an hour and a half before the sunrise and we're like oh it must be a bit of a hike okay fine like that seems early but okay and you literally just had to go up a set of stairs and you were at the lookout point and then we for whatever reason just sat there for an hour and a half instead of just climbing down and going back to bed i think we were like well we don't know we didn't have internet there either so we couldn't even like google like when's the sun gonna rise right and then remember there was like another couple that came too and we we're like oh all right i guess this is it and then like she got really bored <laughs> she got really bored out of waiting so she was just like i'm gonna leave and then like the two minutes that like she left it was like the sun came up in those exact two minutes like she comes she's back. like i'll be back i'll be back soon to watch the sunrise and then she was gone for a while to be fair though she's like well you kind of know by now the sun's getting pretty close to rising yeah missed it came up just after it had risen like so <laughs> my boyfriend was like you missed it yeah <laughs> Oh, well, <laughs> we all had a good time. I will say I did not find that sunrise. Like, yeah, sunrises are always nice. Eh. 
by knit. It's not worth it waking up so early for him. No. That wasn't the best sunrise. I preferred our sunset in Humpy. Remember yeah. our driver guy? Damn, I really annoyed I forgot his name. But he took us up to that point and then he like yeah. climbed over a fence or something. He did something weird. And then he met us at the. Right. We're like, how did you get here? Yeah. And then he's like, okay, have fun. You can walk into the town after. We're like, wait, you're leaving us? <laughs> we were so confused that whole trip. We never knew what he was saying. We never knew what he was saying. We'd like trust that the other one had understood what he'd said. And then like, look, after he'd like gone, we'd be like, what did he say? And the other one was like, I don't know. <laughs> we're like, okay. Damn, what was his name? It started with an A. It'll come to me. Yeah, and he dropped us off. So we got back from Humpy by bus. Um, mm. We took the overnight <laughs> bus from him. And he like dropped us off at the, well, it was like a guest house bus stop. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but he was so nice. He waited with us for so long. Yeah, he did. Um, all right, Humpy. Yeah, where else? Where else? Well, you went to Spitty Valley. I have not been there, so you got to talk about that. That was... Worth going to? Yep. I would say worth above everywhere else, as long as you're okay with being really remote. Um, It took a damn long time to get there, but I probably went there the hardest way I could. I found the longest route and the most difficult route. I decided to travel from Goa, and that was when I met you on the way up in... Dharmasala area and I did it all by train and bus all the way in so I would yeah but I loved it no phone network so don't go there if you've got to keep you know on top of work or anything (laughs) but so beautiful just like the most stunning place I've ever seen and like alien like as well like you know like I don't know it kind of felt like maybe a little bit what being on Mars might feel like I've got no idea what Mars is like but I think it's pretty similar to like uh Kashmir sort of mm. lands or Ladakh sort Ladakh. of landscapes I think it's similar to that so is it in Himachal yeah yeah it's Himachal it's in Himachal but it's like up on the border of uh Tibet Ooh. like I like would step away from Tibet at one point oh my god yeah um so how did you get stunning. there? Say like from like Dharamsala, what did you, so you came I, over to Dharamsala and then from there, how did you get to Spiti? I went to, I went from Dharamsala to Manali by overnight bus. I think it's like 12 hours or something. Um, and then Manali to, yeah, Manali, I went to straight to Kaza, which is in Spiti Valley. But that bus, oh my God. To be fair, I will be fair though, it kept its promise of how long it would take. You know, like a bus never runs on time here. And they said 12 hours and it took 12 hours like to the dock, which I was impressed with because we broke down like five times. But like the road getting there and like, this was not like a nice sort of touristy bus. There's none of that going in there. It was like a, you know, like what the buses are like in Bangalore and like Delhi, like the local steel chair buses. For 12 hours. For 12 hours and... The roads were just 
like it's incredible like the beauty is incredible but it's also like dangerous like the, especially on a bus like that they're yeah. like, going around like bends and if you look like down the side the drop is like I mean I don't know I can't even estimate but like I don't know maybe like a, a is a kilometer really extreme I don't know like they're humongous drops down like mountain cliffs and it was like scary but by that point I was like well I'm on the bus I'm just gonna have to come to terms with whatever's gonna happen because you can't do anything there's one point where the turn was so risky the driver made everyone on the bus get off so he could go around it just in case anything happened literally oh so God. that if anything happened and it was also like the weight of the bus would have been a bit more dangerous if there were more people on there but he's like okay yeah. you guys will hop off and there was, I think there was three foreigners there was me there's a Japanese guy who I hung out with a bit he was like 50 he was so much fun and there was some German girl who was like hiking around I don't know what the hell she was doing she was like hiking by herself through all that area it was so crazy like incredible and yeah like we were like we had no idea what was going on everyone else seemed to think it was all completely normal the guy next to me was like this 80 year old man from Kaza. I got out of him he did not like me he did not want to talk to me but he loved the Japanese guy so he was telling him all this information and I was like eavesdropping and then every now and then he'd like throw a snow pea over at me and I'd like sit there and like eat my snow pea and like that was our relationship for 12 hours he didn't talk to me otherwise that was it then we got there. Why, why? He was just carrying snow peas? Yeah, he was wearing this jacket and his pocket was full of snow peas. And like every hour he would pull two out, eat one and give me one. That was it. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know why that was like the takeaway for me <laughs> from the trip. Or something. <laughs> Number one, so many questions. Number one, why did you choose to go this way? <laughs> like through oh. this like public busing, but also I'm just so impressed. How did you even figure out how to get a bus ticket? Like the bus, uh, all of that. How did you do it? Yeah, it was, I don't know. I think I was just determined. I said I was going to do it. I decided I wanted to. I just lost my job. I was like, you know what? I'm just going to go as far as possible, like as remote as possible to somewhere that I might not get another chance to go anytime soon. Um, why not? Yeah. Anyway. Did you feel, um, do you feel that those areas are safer than other parts of India or no? I felt so safe. Yeah. Especially once I got into that like area of Spiti Valley. Yeah. I felt really safe, probably safer than I felt anywhere else in India. Hmm. I mean, yeah, it was just a really peaceful place. Yeah. It's like a different culture up there. So right? different. Yeah. Yeah, I don't really know how to explain it. I mean, it was just incredible. I remember thinking at the time, like if anyone asked me where they should go in India from now on, this is where I'll tell them. Because I mean, it's just something else. I don't know. I really want to go back there. But just go and like spend time, you know, because I was only there for like, I was not there for long. I think the whole trip was in that area was like a week. And you know, take how long it takes to get in and then out yeah there wasn't really much time I actually spent there I decided I was going to hike up to a monastery okay and yeah but the altitudes are at there is really high I think it was like oh god I'm going to say something really dumb I don't know if it's 4,000 feet or 4,000 meters okay I don't know. okay well it's one of those <laughs> whichever one's pretty high yeah um and so like 
15 minutes in, I was like getting a little bit delirious and I was like, I didn't bring enough water. I didn't bring sunscreen. It was really hot um, in the daytime. And so I thought, oh, well, I would just hitchhike. But there was no cars. There was no one. There was nothing. There was absolutely no one. What was this exactly? Like exactly This was right. going, I was staying in Kaza, which is okay. like the capital of that area, like the only sort of big town not really city but like the biggest town and I wanted to walk up to the key what's called the key monastery which is meant to be stunning and I was like I'm not going to miss out but I was too cheap to pay for a taxi and I was too scared to rent a scooter or something because I was like I don't know these areas it could be a bit dangerous it would have been fine but anyway um so I was like oh hike like guys off I go and I said goodbye to everyone at the hostel I don't know why I didn't ask someone to come with me I just like marched out. I was like, I might not be back tomorrow if I don't make it back down. I'll stay there because I'd heard that you could stay in the monastery. <sighs> Honestly, I was such a dream world half the time. And because there's no internet there. So I couldn't like research hey. it. Someone on the bus had like back torn out. She'd like torn out two pages of her Lonely Planet guidebook to give me because I was so unprepared. She's like, here, all the best. And she like hand drew me a map of the region. Like this, and it's crazy to think this was like two years ago. This isn't like one of my 10 year old trips, you know? And it's still right. like there. You're so remote, so disconnected from everything. Anyway, off I went. And then like this, the only car that went past in the first hour was a car with a deli number plate full of boys. And they're like, like young boys. And they're like, you want a lift? And I was like, no, no, I'm good. And I really desperately wanted a lift, but I was like, I'm not getting in there. Like, you no. know, I was, no. so they were like, you sure it's a long way. I was like, I'm good, thanks. And then an hour later, the next vehicle passed me was a tractor. And I was like, can you give me a lift please? And he did. And I no went up way. to him. He probably went the same pace as I would have gone walking, to be fair. It was a really <laughs> slow tractor. But we went up there. We had a great chat. He spoke really good English. He was he was from Manali, I think. And he was up there working to get money for his wife and his kid. Yeah. And you are yeah, so we had more a braver than I am on these kind of things. I'd just be like, like, that's that's crazy a tractor. It was actually fun. Like, and then we stopped and picked up some other guy, which was clearly planned because the tractor guy went around to this guy's house in one of the villages. And this older, like 70 year old man came out, hopped on the tractor and we continued on the way. And then we got to the monastery and he's like, this is your stop, but are you sure you don't want to come along? We're going to go to the next town, which would have taken another three hours in the tractor, maybe half an hour in the car. And I'd heard that that town, I think it was called Hickim, is like the most beautiful place of that whole area. And I really wanted to go, but I was like, I'm going to get stuck there and I won't be able to come back. So I just toddled off to the monastery. Then there was a bunch of Dutch guys there. There was like a big gang of Dutch travelers. We're definitely going to have to cut the story out of the podcast because I'm <laughs> now just rambling. But just to quickly end that trip, then there was like 10 Dutch guys doing a road trip on Royal Enfields around um, that area. And they rode me back down. It took about 20 minutes. It took about five hours to get there and 20 minutes to get back down from the back of a motorbike. <laughs> I feel like the, the theme for the travels right now sounds like, or like the underlying theme sounds like we're going back in time. Like this sounds like yeah. a story that like, there's no internet, you're riding a tractor, you're hitchhiking. <laughs> You're getting like physical pages about like where to go, like a hand drawn map. map. Right. <laughs> Who the hell am I? 
years. <laughs> I know. So I guess that's, that's, I mean, that's amazing that there are certain parts of the world that are still like that. Right. It's wild. Wild. You'd love it because of the dogs there as well. Oh my gosh. Like those, so you know, like the dogs we met around like Dharamasala area, like those yeah. long hair. So cute. Like so cute. I'd heard about it a bit. Um, I haven't gone, clearly. But yeah, I heard about it a bit. Um, two different places. Also, two different things. One is that you can only really go in the summertime, right? Yeah. Well, I time. left. And then the week after I left, there was a massive um, snowstorms. And it just got absolutely crazy, the weather. And people I'd met there got stuck there for like two months. They weren't, they were not physically able to leave that region because all the roads are closed that's another thing like on my way back down I went down through Shimla like the roads were so crazy and like on cliff edges that not only could the bus fall down but things would fall from above no and like no. down and block the road and like they were like literally our bus got stopped and apparently two hours before a massive like landslide had happened ahead and completely blocked the road and missed like a bunch of cars by you know like just like by the tiniest bit. and it's so easy for that to happen and the road was then yeah. blocked for like seven hours while they waited for tractors to come in from remote areas to like remove the debris so that happened and it was all closed off for like yeah like a month two months so there's like a short kind of window to like get in and get out yeah to like safely get in and out right um that's yeah. that in mind when i'm gonna go i guess right? <laughs> but it's a, it's a tricky situation because like india in the summertime is just too hot but then that's the only time mm. you can go there the second um, time I'd heard about it was actually when we used to work with like the Tibetans and we knew certain Tibetans that had escaped from the Chinese rule in Tibet and came walking through the mountains that way and then like came down in, um, yeah, just like on feet, which is just nuts. Not I cannot and like because it's rocky there's no trees nothing right they said it was really dangerous because like there wasn't much cover for them so that like I don't know there's a lot of security and checkpoints to make sure people can't leave so when they were trying to sneak out of Tibet yeah. they were like really scared that there wasn't anywhere um but yeah, they could hide yeah, there's right. nothing there's nothing but mountains and yeah it's like rocky not like big rocks hmm. like you know like small kind of brown rocks Right. So there's nothing, to, there's no, well, I mean, I was there, it wasn't snowing, like it wasn't like things were like covered, it was just, it's dry, it's incredibly dry when I was there again, and that would yeah. have been in summer, um, and it is hot, like, gets really, really, really cold at night, but during the daytime, I cannot imagine doing that journey, like having to walk through that, and you know, but such huge areas as well. Whew. You have you you've not been to Ladakh, have you? I haven't. That's mm -mm. Very similar. Right? You've, been to, you've been to Kashmir though. I've been to Kashmir, yeah. Um so I went in gosh, I think it was 2014 and 2015. Because I I have a friend that he says, Yeah, this shit's kind of crazy. So um so there's always been like tension in Kashmir, right? And there's so many different versions of the history and why. I'll tell the a history I know from the one Kashmiri I know is that it used to be, right, like 
a majority Muslim population ruled by a Hindu king for like a number of years. But, and this is like, you know, pre-1947, um, but Kashmir was super wealthy, but <laughs> this is the version of the story I got, was that um, the king just loved to like party and gamble and like be at the horse races, kind of more in India than in Kashmir, right? Like going to all the palaces and seeing all his friends and stuff like this. And so in his absence, you know, and when independence was coming around, the Muslim majority was kind of getting influenced on like, why do you have a Hindu king ruling you? You know, we're going to independence. Um, but because Nehru was Kashmiri himself, he gave the, he didn't want to take a, take a position all of them you know all the people that kind of divided mm -hmm. up india didn't want to take a position on kashmir and they kind of wanted to leave it to like what the king wanted to do mm -hmm. um but the king didn't really like come to a dis decision and then he died and then it's been it was it's been very like messy ever since right um and a lot of people blame the british and all that but fast forward so i had um a kashmiri brahmin friend who grew up in Kashmir. But then, you know, there were certain programs to kind of, I don't, I don't want to programs the right word, but there were certain things that were like in Kashmir in the like 70s and 80s of pushing out the Hindu populations that were in Kashmir. Mm -hmm. And um, because there was so much fighting going on, his like father's like office got blown up. Um, and they were clearly part of a Hindu family in Kashmir and you know Kashmiri Brahmins and there, I think there's stuff written on this but there's not a lot unfortunately and so but anyway the fighting really was escalating um and him and his family had to leave Kashmir right in the 80s um because of all of this and so he had never been back since and so I went with him to Kashmir. Wait, sorry, he'd yeah. never been back since the 80s. Oh, wow. Right? It was just like really bad. Um, and it caused, you know, so many sort of issues where like he didn't have the paperwork anymore. Their family didn't have like their documents. All their documents got like blown up. It was just really terrible. And so he hadn't been back. And so he was like, to me, he was like, you know what? There's flights to, and now this was 2015. He was like, I haven't been back to Kashmir. There's flights to Srinagar. Do you want to just go? And I was like, all right. Okay. Like, okay, like I'll go back to, um, I'll, I'll go to Kashmir. I don't, I'm not going back anywhere. I'll go to Kashmir. Um, and it was, again, I think on this theme of like going back in time because of all the problems and the fighting and the agitation, it's just untouched. It looks like a town, like Srinagar itself looked like it was from the 1940s. There was no like coffee shop, like no like cafe coffee days or Starbucks or any sort of commercialization. Cause they just like, no one, it's been so fragile that like no brands and electric signs and all that like have moved in everything's still made of wood like all the stores all the houses everything's wooden um things are beautifully carved like it's it's the downside of like clearly just non-stop fighting and being a dangerous yeah. place is that in many ways it's been insulated um and i mean it is as beautiful like you know there's so many notions in India around Kashmir being like, um, 
you know, like a mini Switzerland and, you know, there's romantic views of it. And I mean, a lot of it holds true. I thought it was so beautiful. Um, I'm sure just like, you know, Ladakh and Kaza that you've been to, one of those places where you're like, yep, there's nowhere in the world that looks like this, right? right. It's just so, it's a really wooded, really forested. Um, there's hills, there's lakes, and there's still like a lot of like beautiful stuff. There's, you know, there's Hindu temples that are still being like protected and taken care of by like mm. um, the Muslim population there. There's, um, people are so nice and there's a lot of people doing a lot of good work on the ground. Um, we did go to a coffee shop, but it was like one of those, like, it's just like a, like a non-chain coffee shop. Um, just like a local little one. Um, I will say on, you know, other certain things I did, I did wear, I did wear like a head wrap scarf yeah. just to kind of, you know, blend in yeah. and feel comfortable yeah. and make other people feel comfortable. Um, yeah. And yeah, there were certain things where many times I did find myself being like the only like woman in the restaurant or the only woman in the coffee shop. Um, and it's not, it was never like, a problem or caused a problem but I could tell that my presence was making people feel uncomfortable sometimes right oh. wasn't that like I was feeling yeah so it's it's just but also my friend was like ah look look at this tea shop let's go you know just like local and then the, all the locals are like all the local men are like oh my god um but people were always very nice you know mm. we're very very nice um yeah I I just I wonder what's going to happen. You know, the situation with Kashmir at, or Jammu and Kashmir right now has changed and they're trying to like bring it more into the India fold in right. certain own ways. Um, there's a beautiful mosque there that we went to. It's like one of their largest mosques that it's such unique um, architecture. There's like mm -hmm. very kind of like yeah, there's Indian influences, but there's also like Persian influences. And then there's like East Asian influences. Um, and just again, you know, compared to someplace like Hampi where like it was so much stone um, in Kashmir, it was all wood, which I just, I just love that. Maybe, maybe just cause I'm from like Connecticut and we always have like wood houses and forests and stuff like that. Um, but I really liked it. Um, it was, you know, some part, some things were tricky for sure. There was like some, you know, I definitely spotted some like anti-India stuff spray painted on walls and things. Um, you know, that is, that's a reality. And there was like another, you know, we did go and see some of the areas where Hindu families used to live and now like no one lives there anymore ever since all the fighting. So it's still tricky. It's definitely tricky. And um at that time, what I didn't realize was that in most places in India, like the US embassy will be there to help you and like protect you in case something goes wrong. But by me making the proactive choice to go to Kashmir, I'm like revoking um, US embassy like protection, which I didn't know at that time. Oh, yeah. But someone like brought it up because like, I have my accent and I was there and someone was like where is she from and they're like oh you know it's the US and they're like she should not be here like um if something happens like the US you know the US embassy can't wow. ain't gonna save her here I'm like yeah keep that in mind <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh yeah but it's, it's a it's one of those things where I'm just like I want more people to see it but then at the same time it's like you you know more people go and it's not going to be the same anymore 
but yeah. you know it's my own selfishness of like I know stay as you are as I want yeah. you to be you know yeah but I yeah I just I just hope things continue to be like preserved in a way um I don't I think there's so little of India that still looks like how that kind of urban even planning um right. was in Srinagar I mean that was it's just like very you know such old urban planning you know you still have like those um I mean it's gross but like you know you still have that kind of urban planning where like the sewage goes down the sidewalk mm. in like its own little tunnel right and like you have to like walk over them with like a little like <laughs> thing to get into the building or like any wastewater kind of goes but yeah. you just don't see that anymore so that's yeah. cool yeah um this this episode can just go on forever because I feel like I, I know about I know should we do we- rapid fire on. I know, right? Because we've only spoken literally about three places. It's been like, I feel like it's already been like an hour. Yeah. Okay. Favorite place you've been to in India? Not from what we've mentioned. Not from what we mentioned. Because yeah, yeah, I think Kashmir is a really unique one up there. Um, um, oh God. Oh God. I know, somewhere that, <laughs> I know somewhere that you loved. You, I don't know if it'd be up in your favorites, but you loved Orcha. Yeah, I was actually going to say that. I was going to really say that. Um, Orcha was super cool. Super mm-hmm. um, old, old, another old kingdom of a very wealthy Hindu king that would befriended the Muslim emperor. And like, they have just such wonderful architecture. So it's one of the only places in India that has like a direct meld of um, Hindu and Muslim architecture and art. Um, and it's made it their own because yeah I guess the Hindu king really wanted to you know befriend and have good relations yeah. with the emperor in Delhi so yeah, the architect yeah um, and yeah it's I had fantastic food they have such good thalis mm-hmm. there where you get a little bit of everything they had um, they have a, one small coffee shop right by the fort where you can get espresso i will say if anyone wants to you go. were probably like thank god yeah oh you have no idea so glad you're here so wait, glad wait wait where's orcha because i feel like most people i mean i don't even know specifically yeah it's and that's it's so tucked away so orcha is technically in the state of madhya pradesh so there's a city called Gwalior, which i also do want to go to i heard good things but it's a little bit south of there on a river um and it's what what used to be called like the Bundelkhand region um it used to be its own kingdom and everything and now it's part of Madhya Pradesh um definitely would suggest that to go um much better skip Jaipur sorry this personal opinion skip Jaipur go to Orcha yeah much calmer right by the river much more fun good great food Although Jaipur, if you want, and the reason we went one time together to Jaipur was specifically to like stock up on fabrics, yes, so for like true. textiles <laughs> and stuff. Keep it on the list, but for it like is. yeah, for like culture, yeah, history, orchards on my list definitely. It's so good. I just found um, Jaipur is just so number one hot and just so mm. chaotic now. There's so Too many much. cars. The roads aren't built for it. Um, right. I was just gonna say, um, what's that restaurant? Bar Palladio. Bar Palladio. Yeah, yeah. Bar Stunning. Yeah. Um, Stunning place. And, and, and the Taj there. There's a thought where you can have really nice drinks on the patio. Um, 
I'll put it in the show notes. I forget what it's called, mm. but that's also nice. But beyond that, I think if you're looking for like frescoes and forts and palaces and yeah. temples with myths and legends, I think Orcha's the way to go. Right. Jaipur, it was, I, I did love it, but it did kind of give me the same sort of feeling as like being in Old Delhi, like in the yeah. lanes of Old Delhi, like that kind of chaos, which is nice. I like it. But there's a limit to how much I, I like. I could yeah, I'm not going to drive like eight hours to long. just be in that. Yeah. <laughs> right. Unless there's a need to go there. I'd rather visit other cities. I have not spent much time in the rest of Rajasthan, like the further city, like Udaipur, Jaisalmer. I'd love to yeah. go over like that side of Rajasthan way. I'm sure it's still Same. chaotic, but I love it. <laughs> have you been there? To anywhere? Like, no, where else have you been in Rajasthan? Actually, not, nothing farther west, unfortunately. One of those things, you know, where like, okay, one day I'll go, I'll go, I'll go, and then um yeah. especially places like Udaipur where it's like people go so much that I feel like right. okay what else is out there um your totally. favorite place Oof, well yeah again I think I would say like Spiti Spiti Valley Kaja area but if that's being ruled out um I recently went to in the last couple of years to Korg oh, yeah. down here in the south in like it's like a hill station and I loved it. It's so peaceful, beautiful, real good coffee. Because we are so that's always the ultimate plan. Um, I loved it. And there's just so many places like that down here, like around Bangalore, like in the in Karnataka, um, that I really want to go to. Like there's so many other hill stations like that that I have not been yet, but I imagine they're gonna be just as incredible as is Korg. So I think that's pretty high up there. Okay, so Korg is in Karnataka. Korg's in Karnataka. So yeah, like how we far is it from Bangalore? Six hours. Okay. Drive. Yeah. So we went like lockdown had ended last year. We had gone like rental locked up in the house together, Shank and I. And we're like, we just need to go somewhere. So we rented a car and went to like, we tried to find like the most remote kind of place we could be and sort of isolate and stay away from people there um seven hours ish drive also really cool was just like an hour outside of court court's actually like a region i think the the name of the like city there was um having a blank so i'll figure that out later there's my like store is that that over there my store is like close to there but there's like a small like town like okay. in the hills which mm -hmm. is like kind of the main point within that area but then just like an hour outside of that is this small town called oh my god i'm having so many blanks right now but it's a tibetan settlement oh, i think baila coupe baila coupe yeah. yeah 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 oh my god it was I, it was so probably not like a typical experience because again it was you know two months after the lockdown had ended they were still kind of locked down there like mm. in in that settlement so you couldn't actually go there you could just kind of go into the like surrounds and you weren't meant to like get out your car or anything which you know fine we were more than happy to but we just wanted to like drive around because it was just beautiful in there like right. you know you could just it's just so peaceful you could see you know the sort of tibetan prayer flags just everywhere just suddenly you drive down this one road and you can just feel such a difference as the tibetan like on writing not on um 
alphabet everywhere the signs just suddenly changed just within this little area and we saw some young guys they were at a working at a restaurant which was open with the takeaway so we were like in our car like on the other side of the road like chatting to them from over there and they're like yeah it's so sad it's so quiet there's no one around and we ordered food from them and took it over to like some lake and sat and ate there and oh my god it was such good food so spicy so spicy so good oh Yeah, Baila Kube, I think, if I understand, remember correctly, was like formed when the Chinese took over Tibet and then the Indian government gave the Tibetan space down yeah. in Karnataka, right? And right. if I understood correctly, because I remember Jeremy, my partner, um, wanted to go, you have to get like a foreigner permit to like enter, right? Something like that. I heard it's really oh, kind yeah. of a controlled um, space. But well, yeah, yeah, I don't know. Probably. I mean, it was closed off anyway because of COVID. Like they, right. I mean, maybe someone just said that to us it was because of COVID, but actually it was because you needed a permit. But even if you had a permit at that point, they probably weren't going to let anyone in. They're being <laughs> super cautious, which is, you know, good on them. Right. Um, but yeah, just, uh, I really wanted to, I really want to go back and stay there. I think it'd be incredible. Like you said, like, I think Tibetan people were given settlement areas in different parts of the country. Like there's the one outside of Delhi. Yeah. Rajnu, yeah. I'm not sure how to yeah, pronounce yeah, it. Right. And you know, like there's various ones. And I heard about this one. And that's why I wanted to go to Korug because I wanted to mm. go there. But, you know, we w- couldn't stay there or anything. So we just kind of drove through. But I'd love to be able to actually go and like, and the people there just seem like so happy, oh, nice. well off kind of, not like well off, but like mm. doing well, like succeeding. Yeah. Um, it's just so yeah nice to see did you have momos yeah we did we got like some like beef uh gravy thing and oh yum i feel like all right next episode is on food okay Mm. start going on you will lose me down so many rabbit holes i apologize in advance momos will be mentioned (laughs) okay let's to wrap up i'm trying to wrap up all right wrap up worth going to or no yes or no i'm just gonna go through places okay and like if someone was coming to india um worth going to yes or no ready yeah humpy yes um dharamsala yes um shimla eh but i feel like i didn't spend enough time there i feel like it should be a yes but i didn't get to know it well enough shimla for you no yes or no Oh, I like Shimla. No, no. Um, I I went I think a long time ago, but I heard it's just gotten so overcrowded and mm. busy and like just overrun that it's not yeah. really worth it. Um. <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, Pondicherry. Yes. When it's when um, it yeah yeah yes for sure. Um, is it worth like I think if you're already down south, yes. Um, is it worth just to come to and that's it I mean I don't know I think Mm. put it in the itinerary with a lot of other stuff (laughs) yeah if you're in the area yeah because after a little bit you don't there's not much to do there beyond I mean I liked it because it was such a haven for like European food and wine but if you're just coming from abroad maybe that's not what you're looking for (laughs) right yeah Uh, yeah um Manali no not for me um goa nor yeah. Yeah. 
Yes, Goa, yes. North South Goa, Goa. now South Goa, yeah. right? Yeah. Tangent, um, bit of fun, as we covered in the first one. Got to go to Joseph's Bar. Joseph's Bar. But otherwise, mainly just South Goa. Can I just follow up on that? I started following Joseph's Bar on Instagram. I'm very surprised by their social media presence. It's I know. Like good. I'm like, I like, know. Gundu, is that you? <laughs> Gundu? Who knew? Um, uh, Delhi. Uh, but I would say yes, because I just, I feel like that's always going to be a home and I love it. Mm-hmm. And hit me up if you want to go to Delhi and I'll, we'll tell you all like the good places to go, but it's not for everybody. A lot of people come in and hate it, but if but you know, I think, you know. That, I think that's part of it though. Like I think people come in and hate it because they go to like, um, what's that area called? That touristy area. I've forgotten the name in old Delhi. The Red Fort. Mm-hmm. Gemma no, 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 like the place where you stay, like where all the hostels are. Oh, Bahargunj. Bahargunj. Yeah. You know, that's and rough. like that's what we did the first time. You go in, because that's where all the hostels are. So you go and stay there if you're a cheap backpacker. And that automatically shows you a side of Delhi that is so different from so much of it. Yeah, right? so true. So Whereas true. You... Definitely. Definitely. Um, other places jaipur is nah calcutta's i think worth going but get ready be prepared know where to go um where to eat it's yeah <laughs> you mean you've been there once um yeah some and of these I places the wrong, yeah. yeah i did it wrong i didn't like calcutta because i didn't know what i was doing and where i was going but if i went there with you i think i'd love it yeah i think and i feel like that's so many of these places like if you know what to do and where to go they're amazing but if you don't like you can have a terrible time. You can have like a really terrible time. Um, what, about, um, yes. what about Varanasi? Have you been there? I have not. Oh. So I heard like mixed things about it. One being like, oh my God, it's amazing. One being like, it is hell on earth. So I really don't know what to make of it. You've been, right? I went there again, one of my earlier trips. So I was excited about anything and everything. And I liked it um but yeah it was chaos like it was just so much you know um I just read Atish Desir's The Twice Born which is like mm. based in Varanasi um, definitely think it's worth going to I'm so sorry I think my my doorbell rang <laughs> <One second. laughs> who's there can you tell a story while I get this <laughs> um oh gosh the Amazon delivery people will not leave things at the door <laughs> ever. Nice. I know Alistair and I that we have to trade down. So where, uh, where do you want to go that you haven't? Let's kind of, that's a good way to end, end this all out. Number one. Yeah. And we, I want to go with you is Orissa. Yeah. Really, really want to go there. Same. Um, number Maybe. two, yep. just broadly like the northeastern corner because I haven't right. been anywhere there um really want to go I don't really know how to pronounce the names of the states so I don't want to <laughs> um say them wrong but like Megalaya yeah yeah there. it's supposed but, to be so um, beautiful right yeah. mm-hmm. just so much over there to discover I think so much unknown too yeah like a ton um 
Yeah, I feel like Orissa is, it's trying to get on the map. Last time I was at the airport, I saw like signs for like travel to Orissa, mm. which I think is a, it's a good sign. Um, I know we looked at going like last year because they have that like, um, that Jagannath, um, what they call like a Ratyatra, right? Where they take those wooden gods out from the mm. temple and then they like push them, like they carry them down the street. Um, it's like a huge pilgrimage thing, um, which I heard is really interesting. And I do want to go. Um, we're, yeah, we were all thinking of going together. And then you can stay at a hotel where they um, where you can sit on the roof and then you can watch the like procession go by. Um, it's supposed to be like really um, religious and holy and special for and just special to that part of the country. Like they don't do this anywhere yeah. else. Um, and Sorry, one more thing on Orissa is um, they have the sea turtles. Mm, right? Gotta go where the sea turtles are. Gotta go where the sea turtles are. Definitely. Um, um, let's try to figure that out. But I can't figure out the hotel situation. Um, where to stay? Like, I think I think that we need to do some more research, or maybe it's part of find, their whole initiative yeah. to make it more travel we friendly. We need to find maybe find someone who's been there, get there. But we should also. Um, Put like something in the show notes to maybe explain what the this festival if that's what you call it is because yeah, sorry, I did a bad job. I, no but because i've never heard of it before either and you were talking about it and i was like okay yeah sure and like in my head i was kind of imagining you know like we experienced so many different indian festivals but this yeah. is so different and like you just look at the images of it and it's just it looks incredible and i like, just to see those pictures i think like it's fascinating to see right yeah it's it's really um it's really something um and there's like a lot of legends around it and then the carts are like these humongous huge 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 wooden carts that these um gods are like taken on and they're pulled by like by people it's a it's it's a lot we'll put something in the show notes for it but yeah, let's try and, to do orissa when we can yes and then we'll do a podcast episode right what happened in our what, what happened <laughs> it might take a couple of years to get there but we'll get there we'll get there for sure all right cool this was fun yeah this was fun we stay a little bit more on topic yeah well we're on, we're still on the correct topic so that's something last time we lasted about five minutes <laughs> <laughs> if you in that <laughs> All right. All right. Thanks, guys, for listening in. Um, I think we're going to do our next episode on food. I'm so excited. For the snacks. Get Yay. ready. Don't come into it hungry. <laughs> All right. I'll see you later. Bye. Bye.